Beverage King strikes yeah, the again. Beverage King. <laughs> Hello, hello, hello. It's our last March episode. Yes. March, a month of movies that truly had no through line, no major theme. Were they all high school? Going backwards, this one's high school, jump in. Yeah. Cruel Intentions. Oh, yeah. And what was the first one we did? That's an excellent question. No, they're not all high school movies. Because we did The House Bunny that's yes okay and we did music and lyrics okay that's crazy we <laughs> are blacking out no mm-hmm. but we are ending on a high school music oh no we're not <laughs> we're ending on a high school movie yes one that i actually ha- really wasn't familiar at all with mm-hmm. but it is like quintessential 90s viewing absolutely yeah i have not watched this movie probably since like I don't know, 2001. Like, I have no... Since you were five? Probably. Like, I think this is one of the DVDs that we owned when I lived in China. Okay, wow. But I had truly no memory of this plot except for the fucking bonkers ending. And that's the only thing that I remembered is, like, the last couple lines of the movie. The ending ending is bonkers. Yeah, that's all I remembered. (laughs) That is really... It's unwell. Mm-hmm. Should we tell the people what we're doing? Yeah, let's do it. Today, we are covering the 1999 teenage rom-com classic, Drive Me Crazy, named after the Britney Spears song. Yes, starring the one and only 90s queen, Melissa Joan Hart, as well as famous bad boyfriend from Devil Wears Prada, also I guess was an entourage Adrian Grenier. Uh, <laughs> I truly forget the absolute gorilla grip that Melissa Joan Hart had on the 90s between Clarissa Explains It All and Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah. Like I was watching Sabrina the Teenage Witch on ABC Family when I got home from school. Mm-hmm. And whenever it was on, I was always like, oh my God, because it was a great sitcom. Like it was such a good show. And how do you feel about this? Do you feel like people who have series have more staying power Hmm. than like movie stars because i do feel like because of sabrina the teenage witch and i'm sure clarissa explains it all but that's like a little bit before us Mm -hmm. like i feel like just even that one show she will always be in my memory yeah i guess it's kind of like how um like sarah michelle geller i think her staying power was definitely increased by Buffy, which was such a hugely popular, iconic show. And then, you know, she did film as well. So, yeah, but I – see, I never really watched Sabrina. I kind of, like, missed the boat because I was living in China where we didn't have, like, TV. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I've seen, like, a couple episodes here and there but never watched it really in full. But I know that she continued to do TV for years after that. Like, she had that sitcom Melissa and Joey that was on for – years she did she did that was something else yeah it was something (laughs) my mom used to watch it so like that i've seen more of than oh no way sabrina yeah that's too funny (laughs) i can give you the numbers yeah let's let's if you're interested (laughs) yeah we always want to give you we're 
actually finance girlies now. Yeah. I'm this kidding. is an econ podcast, yeah. in case you weren't aware. <laughs> this is actually a film production podcast. Mm. Um, so what we have is an $8.5 million budget. It made $22.6 million in the box office. So a really good return. Yeah. But I think it only um, – I think it debuted as the third movie that weekend. Like I don't even think it was first, but it did well, although the Rotten Tomatoes score would yeah. never reflect that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not at all. But I was surprised to see on Letterboxd, like the top reviews were all like very high – scores so good yeah good people love this one uh it was also based on the book how i created my perfect prom date and we read that there were like a couple of different alternate titles for this movie the first one that they were kicking around was girl gives birth to perfect prom date which is just a A horrible mouth horrendous (laughs) horrendous title Luckily, that got nixed, and then they were mm-hmm. going to call it next to you because, like, they're next-door neighbors, but Miss Britney Spears had a song called Crazy. Of course, the yes. chorus line is, you drive me crazy, and so they decided to do a movie tie-in song and named the film after the song, and Melissa Joan Hart was like, mm, I don't know about that. She tried to talk the studio out of it because she thought that naming the movie after a song by like a teeny bopper who she thought was going to be like a one hit wonder and that her career wouldn't take off would make the movie be really outdated quickly. Yeah. Which is obviously incorrect. Yeah. Pretty crazy. It always like shakes me to my core when I remember that there was a time before Britney was actually famous because it does almost feel like. She just immediately started her music career and then became immediately famous. Like, at this Um, point, she definitely was famous, but she wasn't yet, like, a household name. And I don't think people expected her career to kind of, like, take off as much as it did. Right, right. uh, Because there were also so many other pop girlies at the time. Like, Christina Aguilera was coming up at this time, and so was Jessica Simpson. Yeah. Um, And it was really in the 2000s when she, she really took off. But, yeah, it seems – like, it feels like to me in my memory there was never a time when she wasn't a household name because – since birth for me she was always number one yeah that's how i feel too Mm -hmm. shout out to her um this movie was filmed in salt lake city utah and when i tell you there are a lot of fun facts about different locations (laughs) that this was filmed in uh yeah there are the prom (laughs) scene was filmed in like the state capitol and stuff so not we don't have like juicy stuff like oh when Nona Ryder was going to be, like, the lead instead of Melissa Joan Hart. Or, like, nothing like that. It's just, like, and in this place in Utah, (laughs) blah, blah, blah. Yeah, the only really alternate casting that we saw was that they initially almost cast Elijah Wood as Chase. Right. But he decided to go do Lord of the Rings instead, which I think was the correct correct choice for him. Imagine he said no to Lord of the Rings. Oh, my fucking God. That would have been insane. Um... (laughs) But also they thought that he looked too young next to Melissa Joan Hart. And, like, thinking about what he looked like in Lord of the Rings, like, yeah, he did look a little baby-faced. Yes. Well, before we dive in, uh, we just want to remind you that next month on Patreon, we are covering the monster that is 
Titanic. So if you are interested in a supersized episode, head on over to our Patreon and uh, check it out. Not even God can sync this episode. (laughs) The unsinkable Patreon episode is what is coming your way. (laughs) Imagine we titled shit like that. Yeah. But yeah, we got Kate Winslet, Leo DeCaps. Yeah. We got a lot of water. We got the ocean. Romance. We got a big old boat. Big old, big old boat. And we have a freaking Kathy Bates who hasn't aged a single, single, single day. Yeah. Not a one. And you know who else (laughs) else we have who also hasn't aged a single day? Victor Garber. Oh, yes. He also hasn't aged a day. (laughs) That's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, the movie isn't as old. I It's filmed around the same time as the movie we're talking about mm-hmm. today. It's like 1997, but they look exactly the same. Yeah. Dude. Just you guys wait for when we cover the live action Annie with Victor Garber, and I'll talk about <laughs> my the origins of my lifelong love for that man. <laughs> Amazing. Um, but with that being said, should we... Should we drive right into it? Let's vroom. <laughs> Let's ride. Do, 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 do. <laughs> do, 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 do. Let's ride. So the opening of the film, we see Miss Nicole Maris, a.k.a. Melissa Joan Hart. She's in her bedroom on the film with her friend and talking about how she's like super wired and she stayed up all night making a model of like the centennial complete with guests. And her friend is like, um, you should have probably used that time to sleep, IDK. And then we kind of pan up to like her window where she, or not her window, her mirror where she has like a ton of magazine cutouts taped to it. And we see this like red halter top and she's like, oh, what do you think of my mom's red halter top? And her friend Alicia says that it's slutty. And she's like, correction, what do you think Brad will think of me in this red halter top? And then she says, I think Brad has better taste than that. I'm like, off the bat, this is a bad friend. Frenemy. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Meanwhile, we see Chase Hammond, played by Adrian Grenier, he is waking up. His room is like a total mess. I think his uh, – he doesn't even have a bed frame. No, he does not. Right. And so he goes downstairs, pours himself some sugary cereal, and then looks in the fridge. No milk. He looks outside. He sees his dad holding like a glass milk jug. Like I don't know if he got it from the neighbor or if it's like they have a I milk assume, man. Yeah. Or, yeah. He borrowed it from the neighbor, yeah. So he's not budging. He's chatting it up. He – Decides to go out and ask his dad for the milk, and he's talking to Mrs. Maris. Then Nicole pops out. OMG, they're neighbors. Oh my god. It's revealed. <laughs> and Nicole asks her mom to borrow her red halter top and then looks over and notices Chase and like tries to ignore him. There's definitely some animosity there. Mm-hmm. And then their parents start talking about how they practically live together in their treehouse. What happened to them? Just like hammering us over the head yeah. at this position. <laughs> and they look at each other and Nicole's like junior high happened. I like really thought that there was going to be like a specific incident that led to the fraying right? of their friendship. But it's not really like we'll t- it'll, ha- we'll, it'll be revealed later. 
but it's honestly more deep than I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it was like, oh, they had a fight and then they stopped being friends, but right, right. No, that is not what happens. So we then go over to school. Nicole drives with her friend Alicia in the convertible, and she is wearing her mom's red halter top, which is like fully good a crop top like <laughs> bra situation. I'm like, you would not be able to get away with that at my school. That is for sure. No. Uh, we also see Chase arrives and goes up to his girlfriend, a very young Allie Larder. Yeah. And uh, he then waits for a janitor to leave this like little. I don't even know what it is, like a pipe room. There's lots of pipes and shit in there. Yeah. And he, like, tapes the the lock so that the door, like, stays open. Meanwhile, we go over to, like, the newsroom, which is also, like, super nice. They have a full-on, like, news studio and editing room in this Oh, school. yeah, they're well-funded. Yeah, like, we had a a journalism club at my school where I think once a month they would, like, film – a sort of like news broadcasting and then they would like play it in homeroom but yeah. this is like every day in this school yeah they have a broadcast pretty intense mm-hmm. so she is going to be interviewed and we see chase walk by and he like holds up this little baggie to the cameraman ray and at first i was like is that cocaine because it's like a powder right and I, I had no idea what it was. No clue. I think I wrote bag of goop. Yeah. Because <laughs> I the bag, I thought that the bag itself was orange and the powder inside was white. But then they show it again and like the powder is orange. And so I was like, is this tang? Yeah. Like what is happening? <laughs> so yeah, he shows, he like then pops into a classroom, shows it to another kid. We also see Nicole in her like at her locker in the hallway and the guy she likes Brad walks by so she goes to flirt with him. Meanwhile Chase meets up with his friends Ray and Dave. They go into the little pipe room and they pour this bag of orange powder into one of the pipes as the bell rings. So we got a lot of moving parts going on right now. Yeah. A lot going on. So we have the morning announcements. It's Time zone high centennial. <laughs> then Nicole comes on screen. She is like the head of the centennial committee, I guess. And she talks about how great centennial week is going to be. And then she looks over at Brad while Alicia mm. is staring daggers at Nicole. And Chase is in the back row, like of the classroom, just like mas- massaging his girlfriend's shoulders. Sure. <laughs> Just like being like a, a horny band kid. I don't yeah. know. Um, the girl who plays Alicia, I can't remember this actress's name, but she also is the best friend in – she's the best friend in 10 Things I Hate About You as well. Susan May Pratt. She's in 10 Things I Hate About You? Yeah, she's Kat's bestie. Oh, yeah. So at lunch, Nicole sits with um, the fellow like Centennial Committee members, and they're talking about the senior gift and the budget. Meanwhile, on the roof, Chase and his friends talk about how they're like this prank that they're pulling is at a protest, like they're protesting the the sheep down there. I think they look down, they're like, <laughs> "Look at them, yeah, dr- drink your mochaccinos and listen to your Celine Dion." And I'm like, "Wow, not Celine Dion catching a stray from like this teenager, <laughs> <laughs> right, right, <laughs> catching a stray." So 
Ray pulls out his camcorder and starts filming as the sprinklers go off and they start spraying this orange water all over everyone eating lunch outside and they all freak out and they jump up and run around. But I will say, we do actually see that uh, Nicole laughs. She has a little hee-hee at this prank, so. Yeah, it's not that serious. So we go to the principal's office where Chase, Ray, and Dave are catching the brunt, um, which actually, it's more so just Ray and Chase. Mm -hmm. Like, Dave doesn't get any consequences. Chase is like, come on, sprinklers with orange water? Like, anything's to blame. It's school spirit. The principal asks them to stand up, and he, like, tries to gauge if Ray is lying by seeing if his, like, pupils are shrinking or enlarging Mm. but he can't remember which one it is that denotes lying so chase walks down the hall and then gets pulled into a random classroom by dulcie and she's like i think you really got through to them today when the orange water hit the centennial committee table i almost died laughing and he's like you don't laugh and she's like on the inside yeah (laughs) on the inside yeah she's very much like alt gal with, like, the dark lip liner yeah. and the... The dyed hair. Yeah, like, purple streaks and whatnot. We then go to after school, where Nicole is sitting, like, at a diner when Brad walks by. And she's like, oh, my God, hey, so good to see you. And he asks what she's doing here, and she says that she's waiting for her dad. They have their monthly meeting here to catch up. Yeah. Clearly a little bit of a strained relationship with dad. Parents are divorced. And he's like, oh, that's cool. By the way, like, you were really great on TV talking about the centennial today. And she's like, oh, wow, thanks. And then he asks her to dot, 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 about to ask her out. But he instead is like, uh, do you want to go to shoe world with me? And she's like, I, bro, I can't. Like, I'm waiting for my dad. (laughs) Like I said, (laughs) He's late. You can help me finish these fries if you want. He's like, no, no, I don't want to get in the way. And I got to pick up some new kicks for the game tonight. Brad is on the basketball team. And she's like, oh, great. Well, I'll see you there. And he is very excited that she's coming to the game. So it feels like things are moving. Things are going according to plan for Miss Nicole. Definitely. So we cut to the game and Nicole is asking Alicia why Brad hasn't asked her to the centennial dance yet. And Alicia tells her that there's one other option for Brad's centennial date, like referring to herself, mm-hmm. which at that point too, I was like, why are you even right? saying that? Like you don't want to go with him. Yeah. Why are you the one other option? Like she obviously doesn't care about any of the dudes that she goes after. Like right. it's a it's a competition and status thing for her. Right. So she's just like kind of a nasty p- person. Yeah. And – Nicole reminds her that she called the centennial event provincial and that she'd be happy to go with toast. But Alicia's like, actually, I said Brad has all the appeal of toast. So Nicole tells her to look at him like there's a process. She's given all the appropriate signs. Brad knows the rules. And then designated Dave comes over. This is Dave, who's Chase's friend. And he basically does all the dirty work for the popular guys. And he asked to speak to Alicia in private because he has a message from Brad. And Nicole looks 
crushed. And Alicia looks so fucking stoked. She's so smug. She's like, oh, sorry, Nicole. I guess he wants to talk to me. Hate it. So meanwhile, what's Chase up to tonight? Him and Ray, Dulcie, their various emo friends. They're at a coffee shop for poetry slam night. (laughs) And (laughs) they're like, hey, Ray, like, when are you going to take over Wake Up Time Zone, which is the name of the new show? Like, get some real news on. And Chase is like, listen, Ray here is a plotter. One day, we're all going to look up in homeroom and wake up time zone will be completely revolutionized. That's when this guy who goes to like the college nearby gets up and he starts talking about ALF, the Animal Liberation Front. And he does this presentation. It's like a slideshow about the animal experimentation that's happening on campus. Chase is like, all right, I really want to go. Let's get out of here. But Dulcie is like, no, I really want to see this. And she's like very Mm -hmm. into this presentation. And clearly this guy. Yeah. She's like, this is important. So we go back to the game where Nicole's watching and Brad like fumbles the basketball and ends up crashing into this cheerleader falling right on top of her. But as he's like getting up, he makes eye contact with her and they have like a moment. A moment. And it's a tad too long. <laughs> but we go back to the bleachers. Alicia sits down next to Nicole again. And she says that uh, Brad exercised the next element of protocol. Um, Dave asked Alicia if he thought that Nicole would say yes if he asked her out. And she told Dave to tell Brad that Nicole said a real man works without a net. And Nicole's like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to go on a date with him. But Alicia says, relax, he's all yours, like, you'll get your date. I mean, just, you know, laying the groundwork for the fact that Miss Alicia loves to play games. She does. She loves a game. So we then go back to Chase and Dulcie. They're at this gig. They're watching a band, but they get into this, like, random fight because he wants to be up the front and, like, she says it's too loud. So they end up going off to the side and he's like, listen, is there something on your mind? And she's like, yeah, I don't get why you're not going to come with me tomorrow to the ALF meeting. And he's like, like, you can go. It's just really not up my alley. And she's like, oh, but you spent half your time in detention protesting Hanson. But when it comes to something actually important, like you're not going to stand up for what's right. And she says, you think you're so James Dean Chase, but all this so-called rebellion <laughs> – it's a joke. And then Chase is just like, are we breaking up? And she's like, I think we're just going in different directions. So yeah, it happens pretty quickly. So fast. Um, I titled this section, Sad Times. <laughs> wah, wah. And it's wah, wah. Chase stands alone in the crowd at the concert. He's stoic. He walks down the hall at school. And sadly looks at the door of the room Dulcie used to pull him into to make out. And he, like, (laughs) sadly walks around his yard with a turtleneck over his head. And then Nicole watches him, like, yeah, walking around with a turtleneck on his face. Such a random shot. I don't know why. I guess we're just – they're, like – 
They're like, we have to have at least three shots of him being depressed. We don't have budget for um, any of anything else. Quick. We don't. It's just a small budget <laughs> walk movie. Walk around, pull your turtleneck up and walk around the yard real quick. Come on. And we're thinking on our feet here. They're like, hey, hey, wear a different shirt. They'll think it's a different day. Um, so he's actually just laying in the bed when his dad comes in and his dad is like, are you stoned? Like, it's 9 p.m. You didn't get out of bed all day. And Chase is like, well, then, father, like, shouldn't you be asking if I'm ill? (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, okay, are you sick? And he's like, no. And his dad's like, you know, are you stoned? Like, I would be cool with it if you were. And Chase is like, yeah, I know. I read your yearbook where you said, onward through the fog, light up and party, have sex and be free, we're the class of 73. (laughs) And he tells his dad until he comes in here and sees a black light and and a felt Led Zeppelin poster, he can rest easy. So his dad's like, all right. And Ray and Dave come in and they tell Chase it's time to get up. They have dates. I mean, I do like that they do portray Chase as quite a sensitive character. He's not just like, oh, whatever. Like, I don't care about anything. Like, he genuinely did care about Dulcie a lot and, like, had strong feelings for her. So, Oh, yeah, definitely. I think it's just much more interesting than if they portrayed it a different way. So, meanwhile, that night, Nicole is at a party. It's, like, a very elaborate party with, like, pool floaties and there's lots of, like, snacks and punch bowls and stuff. It's, like, quite nice for a high school party, I would say. That's so cool, dude. I wish that (laughs) rich people went to my school. (laughs) Right, yeah. Like, my high school parties were, like, we went into someone's basement and – There was a kid, though, who had just mad fucking um, DJ equipment. Wow. And so he would set up, like, he would post up and play, like, hip-hop and rap and, like, make his own mixes and stuff. And people would be dancing. People would be dancing. And that was dope. But it wasn't, like, an expensive, like, house or anything like that. Yeah. I just, like, never went – like, we didn't have – parties at my high school because like everybody lived in apartments so it's not like you could have right, a, a house party sense. and like you would just hang out yeah. with your friend group was it really clicky it wasn't like super clicky it's just like th- well there wouldn't have been like space to have a ton of people so like you just hang out with your people in each other's homes gotcha. unless you like went out because people would go out like to clubs and stuff because at 16 or 18? Well, the, people just get fake IDs and, like, go out to clubs because um, oh, oh, okay. the drinking age is 18. So if you're, like, gotcha. 16, it's pretty easy to pass yourself off as 18 if you have a fake ID. Did you have a fake? I didn't. My friends did, though. They looked like absolute dog shit, though, like, compared to <laughs> fake IDs in America, which, like, actually look like yeah. real IDs. These fake IDs that people would get in Singapore, because you get them for, like, different countries, and they legit looked like – they looked like library cards. Like, that's what they looked like. For <laughs> yeah. sure. For sure. It's like an international ID mm-hmm. card. I remember one of our friends mm. <laughs> um, had a fake ID, but it was from Italy. Yeah. or It was Italy or Spain, and it was, like – it looked like a fucking – like papyrus <laughs> yeah, lo- yeah like card like a birthday card like it's smaller but it was like a little like boop, yeah here's my fucking <laughs> open the paper like here's my id and i'm like 
It looks like you got cardstock and printed that out. Like, that's yeah. insane. <laughs> that is actually what that's my friends insane. look like. And I think on the back, it even said, like, f- like not for, like, real use, like, commercially made or whatever. Like, there was some sort of, like, fine print on the back that said it was not a real ID. That's like- psychotic. <laughs> That's psychotic. It was insane. So I just have to wonder, like, because they had to go to a place to, like, get them. And I'm like, yeah, who was this person making all this money off of, like, foreign kids living in Singapore making dog shit IDs? For sure. (laughs) I knew this girl in at NYU who was like, oh, in high school, I was the one who got all the fake IDs. And what she did is she fucking cryptocurrencyed, sent some money like she she sent cryptocurrency to Russia and got like the fake IDs. Those are the days, man. <laughs> Back in the day when I was like 32 years old. Yeah. What were we talking about? Oh yeah, this movie. Oh yeah, the movie. <laughs> so Yeah, they're at this super nice party. Brad is like lounging around on one of the pool floaties and Nicole is like, "What the hell is going on? Like why is he not just asking me out? Like he got the green light." Right. But Alicia's like, hey, Nicole, um, bad news. Brad has decided that actually now he's interested in that cheerleader from our rival school that he fell into during the game. And uh, yeah, he's decided that he loves her. And Nicole is like, are you fucking kidding me? Like he's asking that girl to the centennial? Yeah, what the fuck? Crazy. While the party's going on, Chase, Dave, and Ray are sitting in the car waiting for Dave to meet up with this online girl. Um, yeah. Yeah. They're just hanging out. I think out, her waiting. screen name is like Daughter Judy or something Yeah, Daughter like Judy. Yeah. yeah. So we cut back to the party and Nicole is playing like Never Have I Ever with her friends. And it's revealed through the game that she's kissed another girl and she's kissed Chase Hammond at the skate park in sixth grade. And that she uses a vibrator. Because they're just going, like, yeah. all through all of her secrets, basically. Like, never have I ever um, kissed a girl. Never have I ever kissed Chase Hammond at the skate park. Never have I ever orgasmed with something that uses batteries. Yeah. And she's just, like, chugging, chugging. And then Alicia comes over to stop Nicole from drinking too much. And Nicole, like, falls out of her chair. Which is the only nice thing she does for her this entire movie. She's like, hey, let me stop you from getting alcohol poisoning, but that's where I draw the line. Nothing else. (laughs) Right. Let me get you out of here before you're, like, sexually assaulted, Mm -hmm. but other than that, no can do, honey. You're on your own, kid. You always have been. So. (laughs) (laughs) Did you make that up? This is a Taylor Swift lyric. That was off the dome? Okay. Yeah. It's from her song, You're on Your Own, Kid. You're right. She's like, you're on your own, kid. You always have been. What is that song about? It's about like her. Sure. Whatever. Anyways. (laughs) You were saying? Meanwhile, back in the parking lot where Chase and his friends are hanging out, Dave gets a page and he's like, oh, I gotta go. Because as it turns out, he is a safe ride driver. So I was like, wow, Dave is an incredible person. Love him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Dave does this safe ride program and he's like, yeah, it looks good on college applications. And Chase is like, you're already into college. Like, that's not why you do it. And that's also not why you're the manager of the basketball team. It's because you want to be one of them. Oof. Pretty cutting. And Dave is like, that's not it. Like, you're being ridiculous. And I'm I'm going. I got to go. So Mm -hmm. 
he leaves Ray and – oh, no, they actually all go together. They all drive to the party. So Alicia pulls drunk Nicole out of the party, and since she doesn't want her puking in her car, she got her a safe ride. Boo. <laughs> yeah. At least she's getting home safe, but right. she's literally like, I don't want you puking on my leather interior. Right. So Nicole drunkenly is going on about how Prince Charming is a dick, bring on the frogs, and then Chase goes, ribbit. And Nicole's pissed that Alicia called her a safe ride. But she gets into the car, and then Brad's friend brings Brad over, and he's like, is there room for one more? He's wasted. Yeah. So adding insult to injury, and Alicia's like, you know, man in backseat with scorned girl, violence ensues. (laughs) She has all these little lines that I'm just like – She's giving wicked witch. so fucking annoying. Yeah. (laughs) I like can't deal with her. Like at first I thought that – Given the way that she would have these like little asides, that I was like, oh, is this like 10 things I hate about you where it's like based on a Shakespeare thing? But it's not. <laughs> no. Not at all. So in the safe ride, Nicole is sitting between Brad and Chase in the back seat. And she's like, Brad, there are rules, you know, okay? You don't send designated Dave to, to ask if I'll go out with you if you don't plan on following through. And he's like, I was, I was going to, I'm sorry. And Brad is like, I don't know, like I fell in love. Oh, come and on. And Nicole says that high school love is for saps. And now she's left having to go stag to the biggest night of their lives. Brad tries to apologize again, but Nicole's like, I don't want to hear it. So he decides to get out of the car a few blocks early and just walk home. Yeah. So Nicole and Chase get back to their houses, and he tells Nicole that her mom is going to see right through her sober act so he can, like, help her sneak through the back door. And Nicole is surprised by this, like, really kind offer, Mm -hmm. but says that her mom's car isn't in the driveway, so she's not even home anyway. So Chase is like, okay, bye, and leaves to go to his house. And Nicole does look back at him. Before actually going into her house. Um, And then when she gets to her bedroom, she just goes like ape shit on her yearbook and is like loser on Brad's picture and starts going through all the other boys at school, like crossing out guys who are already going with another date, anyone who's unsuitable. And then she sees Chase's picture and she looks out of her bedroom window at him in his bedroom And she picks up the phone and calls him and asks him if he'll take her to Centennial. Chase is like, you're drunk. And she's like, I'm desperate. She knows that he's intrigued. And she heard that Dulcie dumped him. And Chase is like, okay, that's true. And she's like, come on, you know how I feel. And I know you don't care about the Centennial or me, but that's fine. It's just that come tomorrow, I'll be a laughing stock at school. So Chase is like, what's in it for me? And she says if he has to ask, then he's not as smart as he thinks he is. So sleep on it and get back to me. So yeah, we're setting up, you know, your classic fake dating trope. There's actually like quite a few tropes we have going on here because we have the fake dating. We also have enemies to lovers. Yeah. And also like childhood friends to lovers. So it was kind of giving um a more modern movie that I thought about was to all the boys. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Fake dating make our prospective partners jealous. Mm-hmm. 
But then they're even like, we have to have an out clause. Da da da. Mm-hmm. The ski trip. <laughs> so. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> so later that night, Chase, he's feeling he's feeling torn. He's he's feeling heartbroken. And he calls Dulcie. He gets her answering machine, which says, if you want me to get back to you, leave three reasons why high school sucks. And he's like, well, there's rampant homophobia. There's no pep rallies for the debate team. And also the highly fascist natures of pep rallies in general. And also, it sucks because when you break up with someone, you can't escape them. And it kills you to see them every day. And he's like, please call me like anytime tonight. I don't care. But the machine cuts him off. That's pretty brutal. Like he clearly was in love with her. Yeah, absolutely. And he like just lays on his bed after the machine cuts him off. And then we see the sunrise and he's still just laying there with his eyes open. He's a sensitive man. He is a sensey boy. So the morning comes and Chase decides to go to Nicole's house He actually brings her a glass of water to her bedside Mm -hmm. and a cup of coffee. What the fuck? (laughs) So (laughs) I'm sorry, but your high school BF isn't doing that. Yeah. We love a bare minimum king. (laughs) I'm like, the bar is in hell. So He actually does like multiple times throughout this movie. Always make sure she has a beverage. Beverage king. (laughs) Yeah. Stardazzle 2023 beverage king. Beverage king. But yeah, so he sits down and he's like, we need to agree on an easy out clause. And she's like, yes, but we can't do this halfway. It has to feel real if we want people to buy it. And she says that if he really wants Dulce back, it'll require some severe measures. To start, he can't wear anything he owns and they like have to clean him up. So they go to the mall to get Chase just an entirely new wardrobe starting at The Gap. You wrote, she's literally trying to dress him up like a dad. I The shirts that she showed him are like the shirts that my brother wore growing mm. up. Yeah. Yeah. Like the sweaters that she picks up are not so bad, but then she stands next to a mannequin that's wearing like khakis with like a button down tucked in with a belt. That's very New England. It's really East Coast. I will say that's totally normal for New England. I was like, he's not 40. Like, let him have a little personality. Yeah. Like, this for me is the biggest glow down I've ever seen in a makeover. Like, that's so funny. <laughs> the hair looks so bad. It looks so much better before. Well, even I just think in that first scene when he like debuts, his hair looks like shit. Well, it's yeah, so when he bad. wakes up, yeah, it's a little unruly. No, 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 not when he wakes up, when he, um, the next scene when we see, oh, like, yes. him at the, school. The comb over look that they have it's going. Not working out well. Absolutely not. So we go to school the next day, and Ray goes up to Nicole in the hallway, and this is where my favorite ship is born in this movie, one that never had a chance to come to fruition And I can only hope one day it does because I think it's a very sweet love story. But Ray goes up to Nicole and he's like, hey, like, I know you're out of a date for the dance. And if it comes down to the 11th hour and like, you're so really desperate, I would be honored to take you. And he's so sweet and he clearly likes her a lot. But Nicole is like, oh, that's really sweet, Ray. But last night, actually, Chase and I decided to go together 
and Ray is shocked. And they turn around to see the new Chase with his fucking horrendous hairstyle that they make him wear for the rest of the movie. <laughs> He's wearing khakis and like a leather jacket that's zipped all the way up to the top. It's just such a far cry from where we were before. And Ray thinks, rightfully so, that he's dressed like this as a joke. But he's like, by the way, Nicole, like, my offer still stands. Like, let me know. So he walks away. And Chase tells Nicole that he's a walking punchline. And Nicole's wow. like, well, <laughs> you'll get the last laugh. See you after school, hun. Hee hee hee. So after school... Dave asks Chase what he's trying to pull, and he's like, it was a mistake. I did it to get Dulcie back. And Ray is, like, taking the bus home, and he flashes this sign that he's written that says nice pants to Chase. <laughs> and Dave asks him, what is it exactly that he's doing? And Chase tells him, to make an impact, you have to go to extremes. And when they turn around in the parking lot, Dulcie is there, and she's like, I heard something about extremes. And she asks Chase why he didn't tell her, and he tells her, you know, it was time for a change, but she tells him that it's not him. And Chase says, who knows who I am? And Dulcie's like, I do. Don't let Nicole change you. And Chase says that he'll be all right. Dulcie walks away angrily and also just, like, drops her bag for yeah. some reason. She's I'm just so, like, like, flustered and upset that she I drops her bag. <laughs> it, not the greatest performance there. <laughs> um, and Chase is watching this, like, pleased with his illusion mm -hmm. and tells Dave to stop off at the mall. He wants to pick up a swatch. <laughs> How 90s. Nicole then gets home where uh, her mom, they have this like weird moment where they talk about her mom like burning different candles for like different energies or something that is never touched right. on ever again. She seems like kind of hippy dippy. Yeah. She's like, oh, Nicole, uh, your dad called. He said to meet at noon on Sunday at Jefferson Park and he promised to show up this time. So we shall see if Deadbeat Dad actually makes it. The next day, they're in homeroom, and, like, the morning announcements are playing. Wake Up Time Zone is on the screen, and Nicole is like, hey, Chase, by the way, we're going to the basketball game tonight. Dulcie sees them, like, whispering to each other. She's clearly very jealous, and Chase is like, uh, going to the game was not part of our arrangement, and she says, look, it's a necessary evil. We have to look chummy. Like, it's got to be believable, and he's like, what would the benefit of that be? And she says, well, from my point of view, it's okay to look like I'm going to the dance with a friend, but it's not okay to look like I paid a guy to take me. And he's like, I could be getting paid. Hee <laughs> <laughs> hee. LOL. I mean, if there's anything that movies love to do in the 90s, it's fake hey, dating, to go on a date. bets, and <laughs> paying for <laughs> stuff. <laughs> right. Right. The most convoluted plots. <laughs> So they go to the basketball game and Chase is just so over it. And Nicole's like, so how is it compared to, you know, protests, clove cigarettes, bongos, whatever beatniks do? And he's like, um, we prefer disaffected youth. So Nicole links her arm around Chase's and Alicia like notices the PDA just so scornfully. Mm -hmm. Like she cannot let Nicole 
be happy or do anything. No, not at all. So they all cheer because like a basket is made and Chase is like, all right, I'm going to go grab a drink. Nicole, do you want anything? Beverage King strikes Yeah, the Beverage King. (laughs) (laughs) And Nicole is like, no, 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 I'm good. And Alicia's like, "Uh, Pellegrino with a twist. (laughs) And he's like, sure, (laughs) fucking whatever. So Alicia (sighs) asks Nicole to spill. It's one thing to get along with your neighbor, but she's going above and beyond. And Nicole's like, above and beyond what? And Alicia tells her that Chase cleans up nicely. And she's like, yeah, it's pretty, you know, shocking. And Alicia tells her maybe she hasn't given up. But Nicole tells her that she's over Brad. And Alicia asks if Chase is just this good friend she never knew she had. And Nicole tells her, right, you know, who knows? Maybe more. So Alicia, I don't think actually knows the situation between her and Chase. Like, No, I don't think anybody does. Like even – yeah. Chase's friends don't seem to know the full gist of it. Right. Which I thought was kind of refreshing because I hate when they do a thing where it's like, he was faking it and now you're embarrassed. Like, I'm just over that plot line. Mm -hmm. So Chase comes back and he, like, ends up talking to some jocks about baseball. Mm. And Nicole is floored to see him getting along with them. And the next basket, Chase does get up and he cheers with everyone. He joins in and like the Penguins chant and he's just getting into the game. And that's when Dave, who is the manager of the basketball team, notices him like reacting and like dapping up the jocks next to him. And time zone ends up winning. Everyone cheers and Chase sees Nicole looking at Brad on the court. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but he he gets into that game very quickly. He settles in. He's like, let's go, Penguins. (laughs) So after the game, Nicole is like, wow, you really had me going in there. Like, bow down to the king of the scams. And he's like, oh, yes, I'd like to thank the Academy. And I'm like, don't fucking lie. You are loving it in there, okay? (laughs) He was, totally. Yeah. So Nicole is like, oh, you know, if you're up for it, maybe you could handle a little more. We could go cruise down Broad Street. And he's like, oh, like I thought you needed a letter jacket to do that. And she's like, no, only if you're trying to nail cheerleaders. Like, you're fine. Let's go. So they get in their car and go cruising down the street. And I didn't really understand, like, what she was – what that meant. Because, again, like I didn't grow up in America, so I was like – does she just mean like go for a drive but i guess what the high school students do after a game is they like drive down the street and honk their horns and are like yeah we won or whatever i don't know Mm -hmm. i i haven't like i guess yeah i i could see that happening it's not something that would be common yeah we did have like a bell that the football players would ring when they had there was a year or two when they were actually really good Mm. they went to like state or not state, but they went to like the playoffs, mm-hmm. and they would like. <laughs> there were some traditions. Yeah, just a ring a ding ding that fell. <laughs> yes. So yeah, they're driving down, and like his dad's very nice convertible. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. And Nicole is like, "Oh yeah, if Alicia sees you with this car, she'll want to jump you." And he's like, "Hey, what's the deal with Alicia?" Like. Rumor has it that she sleeps in the casket and that she's, like, 
kind of evil. Right. And Nicole is like, well, evil is a little bit of a strong word. I think that limited bullshit tolerance is more like it. And I'm like, no, she seems evil. Like, she seems very vindictive. Yeah, and Nicole doesn't really, like, she's not vindictive back. No. She's not even talking shit about her right now, and they and she is nowhere to be found. Like, she could easily do so. Yeah. And uh, she's just like, oh, you're a guy. You wouldn't understand. And he's like, explain it to me then. And she's like, well, when guys compete, it's overt. But when girls compete, it's art. And Alicia is an artist. And I'm like, so you do know that she's like, she sucks. Right. And yet you just kind of let her say her slights and like walk all over you, I guess. Yeah, not great. So another car kind of like pulls up to them and playing on the radio is, oh, fuck, what is that song called? It's an Ario Speedwagon song. Um, keep, don't, keep on Loving Me? Keep, yeah, Keep on Loving You. Yes, that's the song. When I keep on loving I'm you. Loving you. Yeah, so they like sing along. Because it's the only thing, thing I want to do. <laughs> they're like singing along. They're laughing. They're joking around. It's actually like super cute. They have really fun chemistry and i did read that they they, they were like really good friends in real life and they still are to this day so they had like a really nice. fun time filming this movie um but yeah it's moments like these where you can see how like comfortable they are with each other that it, it mm-hmm. makes the the idea that they had like a history of being friends very believable for sure i thought melissa joan hart's performance in general was super believable she has a great like I mean, in this movie, she's popular, but she really does feel like someone I could have known in high school. Mm -hmm. Her performances are so, like, realistic. Yeah, she's very grounded, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And, like, the girls in the car next to them notice Chase and Nicole just laughing it up, having a blast. And they're like, ooh, Ooh. what's going on there? Yeah, and the next day at school, the girl who saw them in the car is like, oh, Nicole, like, saw you cruising on Main Street with Chase. Uh, Are you guys a couple? And she's like, oh, he's just my next door neighbor. And she's like, okay, he's not your boyfriend or anything. And like goes back to her test. And I'm like, wow, supply and demand. Yeah, look who's now the hot ticket of the school, Mr. Chase Hammond. So we go to the park where Nicole has come to meet her dad. And she calls him Mr. Maris. And he's like, ah, that hurts. And she's like, yeah, tell me about it. Mm Mm-hmm. You've been fucking absent, bro. Yeah. So he takes her up in his hot air balloon, and I'm like, what? What? (laughs) (laughs) I was so shocked. (laughs) I was like, Oregon's a weird – or where the Utah? Yeah, because, like, both – well, they don't say where, like, they are in the movie. I assumed it was somewhere – I just assumed it wasn't the East Coast because he's like, oh, I'm thinking about going to the East Coast. But that's right, right about it. But yeah, both the parents have these like kind of random careers that we don't get any like context for. Yeah. So they go up in the hot air balloon. <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, what's going on? Are there any guys? And she's like, no, I have trust issues with men. Hmm, wonder where I get that from. And he pulls out a book and is like, this book can explain to you better than I can. And it's Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. 
And she's like, wow, must be one hell of a book if it's supposed to explain when you're never around. And she throws it. (laughs) This also shocked me. She commits manslaughter by throwing the book. It's a big one out of the airplane. Mm -hmm. Sorry. (laughs) Out of the hot air balloon. Just we see it. Tumbling right to the ground. She's falling like a hot potato. <laughs> <laughs> and he tells her that the first two weeks of November, he's going to a huge ballooning festival in Reno, and he wants her to come. And Nicole's like, hmm, well, there's this thing called Centennial that I'm involved in, but you wouldn't know anything about it because you're my fucking absentee father. Mm-hmm. What a fucking scene. What a random assortment of details <laughs> i know it's like someone got high and wrote this and was like hey yeah i know it'll be good here so they they, they couldn't have had this conversation literally anywhere else and been like oh he just has a conference somewhere absolutely anywhere else <laughs> yeah sure but <laughs> it happens and then we go back to school and ray goes up to nicole in the hallway and he's like hey so is it true that you're in charge of, like, picking the band for the Centennial? And she's like, yeah, I am. Then we cut to this, like, really, like, low-budge, like, homemade music video for this all-girl rock band. And they're wearing, like, pink ladies jackets a la Grease. They're super cool. Yeah. They are a real band in real life. Uh, at this mm-hmm. time, they had, like, two different names, I guess, because despite being the same lineup – they would release like different types of music, like with a slightly different vibe under these different names. They ended up like consolidating it and just going by the Donnas later on. But at this point, yeah. they were going by the Electrocutes. And Ray's like, Yeah, these are the Electrocutes. They're the best band in town. And like, I made their music video. What do you think? And Nicole is like, Yeah, I think they rock, but I doubt they're up on their brandy. And this is where we remember that brandy was like, it at this time and ray goes brandy there's a sister with edge and nicole's like yeah like the committee needs something with quality and mass appeal and ray is like that's crazy because that's an oxymoron but the electrocutes are just a little too edgy for the centennial unfortunately i'm actually reading that the donnas are in mean girls i love you man and the hangover oh my gosh unless I am reading about a different band. Yeah, they're in a couple of movies, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I was reading that um, their drummer had, like, some sort of shoulder injury, so she couldn't perform anymore. So she left the band, went back to school, school being Stanford University. Sure, as one does. And then she went on (laughs) to go to Harvard Law. And I'm like, give me that movie. Give me that movie of, like – Punk drummer turned Harvard lawyer. <laughs> I'm saying. When they say Brandy, are they talking about like the Brandy? Yeah. That's I assume, crazy. Yeah, I assume they're talking about Brandy. Brandy. <laughs> yes, right. That's cool. I mean, like that is cool, but Brandy is a talent. Like yes. I don't I don't know if I'd want to see a Brandy cover band. No. At that point, just get a DJ. Right. To play exactly. the songs. Like what? So um, we go into the hallway. Chase's friends are just dragging on him for dressing like a Ken doll. And he says it's all in service of the scam. 
So maybe they do know a thing or two. Like maybe they at least know he wants to get Dulcie back. Oh, yeah, that's true. But Ray says electrocutes are playing tonight at the pit. And Chase is like, no worries. Like, I'll be there. Oh, fuck. I told Nicole dot, dot, dot. And they're like, oh, here we go. You've got all the duties of a boyfriend, but none of the perks. And then Ray is like, you're not getting any perks, right? And I'm like, you like Nicole. No fucking justice. Uh, Justice for Ray. Right? And then one of the jocks walks by and he's like, hey, Hambone, will we see you and Nicole tonight? And he's like, yeah, we'll be there. So... They go hang out with Nicole's friends that night. They're all going to, like, this burger place. And, yes, they've nicknamed him Hambone. We also see, like, Chase put his arm around Nicole when they're sitting together. Mm -hmm. Very cute. And the guys are talking about, you know, who would you rather do, Agent Scully or Jillian Anderson? And Brad is like, oh, yeah, you know, like, the assistant manager of the basketball team, he has his own X-Files website. And Chase chimes in and he's like, Dave. Like, his name is Dave. And the guys are like, oh, yeah, 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 designated Dave. And Chase is like, no, he has a name. It's not designated Dave. It's Dave. So he's obviously very upset because they're, like, making fun of his friend. Understandable. Nicole is like, hey, Chase, like, I left my bag in in the car. Let's go look for it. So they go off to the side, and she's like, what was that about? And Chase is really angry and says that Dave has probably saved half of their lives and they're just sitting there making fun of him. And then Nicole gets very defensive and she's like, oh, this is so typical of you to use this like us them rhetoric. Oh, God. And he's like, yeah, well, if the tiara fits. And she's like, well, can you honestly say that you've never made fun of those guys over there? And Chase says, rightfully so, like, that's different because – if him and his friends are making fun of the jocks, like, that's them punching up. Yeah. Whereas, like, the jocks making fun of Dave is, like, bullying Tiny Tim, essentially. Mm-hmm. So he then tells Nicole that she's better than this. And he says, do you remember how in fifth grade when the teacher stopped making us write Valentines for each other, Dave got one card and it was from you. Aw. So. It's like, you drive me bananas. Yeah. <laughs> And she's surprised that he remembered that. And he's like, you know what? Just forget it. Like, I'm going to get out of here. But she stops him and she says that if they leave now, it'll just set them back in their plan. And he says, like, so far, this plan has not really been working out for him. Like, it's all just been about her and hanging out with her friends. So she's like, all right, fine. Just come back to the table and then we can go wherever you want. So I like that, you know. We kind of get a little bit of resolution because he is right. Like, her friends are dicks and they don't respect Dave, who's out here saving lives. Yeah. Do you think that Chase is a potential respectable king? Mm. Or is he not, like, up to that? No. I don't think he's, like – He's just a normal guy, honestly. Yeah, I think he's just, like, not an asshole. Uh, Right, right, right. Maybe Ray, honestly, but he is such a small part. I think Ray and Dave are both respectful. Ray and Dave kings. are especially Dave is probably the most sweeties. Yeah. Um, but what I was gonna say, and I totally forgot to bring this up earlier, is that the character of Dave is played by Mark Weber, who did a fucking commercial for the place that I used to work. He did a watch commercial. Oh. And we were like, wow. who is this guy? And then we 
like looked him up and it was like, oh, he was in this thing. He was in um, Snow Day and he was in something else maybe. Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Oh my gosh. It's kind of just like a random smattering of stuff, but yeah. it was pretty crazy to see him here. And I was like, oh fuck, like I know who this is. <laughs> That's so wild. Yeah. So Nicole and Chase end up going to the pit to see the electrocutes gig. And Nicole starts dancing like freaking <laughs> um, what's her name from Seinfeld? Elaine. Elaine Bennis. <laughs> She's given it her all, and then Chase leads her over to a table where Dulcie's friends are sitting. It's like um, Liz and someone else, and they start giving her shit immediately. They're like, oh, yeah, from our sleepover last week. And she's like, right, 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 when we played Truth or Dare and you admitted to liking Alanis Morissette before the record went platinum. (laughs) And they're just like rolling their eyes. And Chase asks where Dulcie is, and they're like, oh, she's probably coming by later. And that's when Nicole asks (laughs) if Liz's nose piercing hurt. And she's like, not as much as this, like, talking about her nipple piercing. And then Nicole leans in, and she's like, cool, take your top off so we can get a look at it. Bro. (laughs) I think she just, like, is so down to play their games. Like, if they're going to try to make her feel uncomfortable, she's like, let me dish it right back out. Which I appreciated. Double it and send it back. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to double it and pass it on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do I do like that she very much holds her own and she's not really phased. Yeah. She's just like, whatever, fine. Definitely. So Ray comes over and he asks Nicole to dance and they head off into the crowd. Ray! I know. Justice for Ray's crush. This is but. the love story that I wanted. Like, Chase is fine. Like, he's a nice guy and, like, you know. But Ray, like, pursues her. Yeah, he likes and her And they so seem to much. get along. Yeah. I'm like, do you really like Chase? Are you sure? Yeah, like, are you sure you're not just blinded by, like, the eyes and the hair? In the tall. Know. I guess they're both tall, but. Yeah. So they go over and they dance, and then Chase joins them on the dance floor, too. He's kind of looking off at them before he joins them, and he's like, ooh, mm. she gets along with my friends. Well, Always a good sign. Always, yeah. Meanwhile, back at the diner, Miss Alicia is like, hmm, time to play some games. So Brad, she runs into him, and she's like, oh, hey, Brad, like, I just wanted to say that Kathy is really sweet. And Brad is like, wow, Alicia, like, that's really cool of you to say because the other girls have kind of been bitches to her because of this Nicole thing. And Alicia's like, oh, they're just jealous. And besides, you're better off. And Brad is like, isn't, like, Nicole your best friend? Like, what a fucked up thing to say about your best friend. Right. (laughs) But Alicia goes, oh, you know, Nicole, she's... All talk, no action. And Brad is like, yeah, I mean, a lot of girls are like that. And Alicia goes, not all girls, before she walks away. She's so two-faced, mm-hmm. dude. It's crazy. Yeah. And I'm like, Alicia, my dear, there is more to life than male validation. Right. And in the midst of this manipulation station, we go back to the pit where Chase Goes to grab Nicole a water. He Beverage says, do you, need a, do, do you need a drink? And he's like, she's like, water? Mm-hmm. Water? Because she's been dancing. She just yeah. wants a water. 
Chase said, I will never let my queen go parched. I will never let you be dehydrated. <laughs> so he goes to get the water and runs into Dulcie. She's surprised to see him and introduces him to her new boo, Joshua. The elf guy. Elf guy, yeah. Yeah. And Chase says that he didn't expect her to fall in love. And she's like, well, I didn't expect you to fall into the gap. <laughs> and Nicole sees this exchange. So she's like, let me intervene. And just comes over and kisses him. And Dulcie is visibly upset. And she's like, get a room. So she and her new boo walk off. And Chase tells Nicole that she is masterful. And he should bow down to the queen of scams. Yeah, after because like it's it's a pretty steamy makeout, and it's pretty steamy afterwards when he's like that was amazing that was so masterful he keeps like leaning in it looks like to try and kiss her again round, round two round two you wanna <laughs> wanna go for another one I did read that um, Melissa Joan Hart said that he was a really good kisser and I'm like yeah ooh looks like it to me <laughs> so the next day at school. Dave talks to Chase about like meeting up with his online girlfriend and it turns out when they were supposed to meet her the other night, they were actually at the wrong movie theater, but he's worried about meeting her and her being disappointed by what he looks like. But Chase says, oh, yeah, looks don't matter. Like, it's not about that. You just got to be yourself. And that's when these two girls approach Chase and they're like, hey, we are taking a poll for the yearbook and we wanted to know what's your perfect date? And he's like, like a person or the activity? And they're like, both. So he says that she's the kind of girl who will call you on your bullshit. She's not afraid to dance. She offers to pay. She doesn't decide before a date whether she's going to kiss you or not. She's not completely earnest, but not completely ironic either. Meanwhile, down on the quad, Nicole is longingly looking at Chase through the window, admiring, feeling a little something-something. And the committee are like, uh, Earth to Nicole, <laughs> where are we on the budget? How much do we have left for decorations? And she's like, oh. And I'm like, how do you have any money left? Well, they have a pretty big budget because earlier they do, when yeah. they were talking about how much was left over, she said they had like 16000 still left over. Yeah. I was like, yeah, Jesus true. Christ. Um, so she runs off to her locker to go get the budget numbers and the committee are like, what is up with her? And somebody says, oh, maybe she's in love. Bro, really quick. We have to turn the discord notifications off. They are talking about succession. (gasps) (laughs) Okay. I don't want to see a single fucking thing. I'm not going on Twitter until I finish watching the episode. (laughs) Smart. Smart. (sighs) So as the committee are talking about how Chase and Nicole make a cute couple, who is sitting there seething green with envy? Yeah, you guessed it. Miss Alicia, because that's all she does. (laughs) Alicia Keys. More like Alicia P. Nice. Am I right? (laughs) Nice. Nice. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Meanwhile, upstairs, Chase is, you know, continuing to talk about his ideal girl, uh, she can be ready in 10 minutes, and she always orders dessert. I'm like, okay, whatever. These are such, like, nominal factors yeah. about someone. Like, it's so dumb. I'm like, you're a teenage boy. Okay. so <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're a teenage boy? Got it. Got it. Got it. So the girls are like, wow, okay, hee hee, and they walk away. He's and- so different. <laughs> yeah. And Dave just looks at him, and he's like, 
who are you? And I'm like, great question, Dave. Would love to know. Yes. So at home, Nicole's mom asks her about dating Chase and she tells her that they just saw a band. They're just going to a dance, like no big deal. And her mom is like, listen, I don't think it's a good idea because we're neighbors and and it seems like she's going to say something important mm-hmm. and she just goes, and he's too tall for you. And Nicole's okay. like, mm, okay, mom, I think it'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Like when I watch it, like if you watch it without knowing the ending, you would just be like, oh, she just like can't come up with any other reasons why. But then when you know the fucking bonkers ending that is coming our way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I will say, I'll leave it. I'll leave it for the end. So later on, Nicole and Chase are talking on the phone while he unboxes a pair of swim trunks and sunglasses that Nicole has bought for him. Nicole is like, "Yeah, they're the latest, and we're leaving bright early tomorrow. Like, do you need a wake up call?" And he says, "No, I'm actually not even tired. Do you wanna?" Go for a walk, maybe? And she's like, no, no, no. <laughs> Gotta get my beauty sleep. Bye. And I'm like, Nicole, open your eyes. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> he just wants to, like, spend time with her. He's a sensey boy, as we said. He is. So she's like, no, I gotta get my beauty sleep. And it sounds like you have a call waiting. So bye. Talk to you later. Mm-hmm. On the other end of the line, it is Ray. And he's like, Chase, like I got to show you something. It's super cool. It's really crazy. I have the editing room reserved all day tomorrow. Come by. And Chase says, I can't. I'm all booked up. You know, got plans with Nicole. Mm. So Ray is like, remember, man, breadcrumbs. Like, find your way back. In the words of Hannah Montana, you'll always find your way back home. So true. (laughs) So we go to the lake and Chase is with the guys. Nicole is with the gals. They're like in some um, like tubes in the water, just kind of suntanning. He is wearing the exact same swim trunks and sunglasses as all the other guys that Nicole procured for him. While they're like chatting on the water, the girls talk about how their boyfriends, like they're just gossiping. Dee talks about how her boyfriend takes longer to get ready than she does. And someone asks how long she's going to make him wait. And then the guys are talking about the girls. And Eddie's like, listen, the key is you just have to, like, tell her nice things. Like, tell her she looks beautiful and, like, da-da-da. But, like, he's not saying it in a nice way. No. He's a jerk. (laughs) Yeah. He's saying, like, oh, yeah, that's how I always seal the deal. Right. And I'm like, clearly you're not sealing any deals. Oh, yeah. He's all talk. Yeah. And then on the lake, a girl asks Nicole to dish about Chase. She's like, big hands, big mm. feet, dot, dot, dot. But uh, Nicole does play it close to, close to the vest. So we then go over to like the cooler where Chase is grabbing a drink and he says, hey, Bo. And the girl is like, actually, it's D. And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I thought your name was Bo. And she's like, no, it was never Bo. Uh but when you were 40 pounds overweight and your last name is Vine, it doesn't take long for people to come up with a nickname. What an awful fucked up name. So awful. And he's surprised to hear that her name is D and is like, your parents named you D Vine. And she says, no, it's just a contraction. But she actually changed it herself. 
And she says that when she lost the weight, she dyed her hair, she got contacts, and then she just started giggling and would be like, oh, yeah, so-and-so started calling me D until it just caught on and then it became her new name. And he's like, yeah, and now you're Miss Time Zone, but, like, why share this secret with me? And she says, because we're kindred. Hambone? She asks him if he's happier now. That, you know, he's he's friends with the popular kids and he says he doesn't know. And he asks her and she says that the jury's still out. Yeah. Before she became who she is now, it may have been a short list, but at least she knew who actually cared about her. Mm-hmm. And I, like, really like Dee. I think that she's, oh, she's a great, great character. I wish we got, like, a little more of her throughout, but I enjoyed, like, the moments that we did get with her. She's... She's awesome. Yeah, definitely. So later on at the lake, Alicia asks Kathy if she's been over to Brad's. And she's like, yeah, I have. And Alicia's like, oh, it's so weird that they belong to one of those doomsday cults. (laughs) And yeah, she's just a nasty lady. Later on, while they're going to leave, Chase gets caught up playing um, some water guns with a bunch of kids on the beach. And Nicole sees them. And she's just like endeared Mm -hmm. by – his ability to get along with people, I think. So Nicole and Chase get dropped off and Nicole is like, hey, I actually still have that letter that you wrote me in seventh grade. She says, yeah, it says something about how you hate me and the only way you'd ever touch me again is if you had leprosy. And he apologizes for having written that and she says, no, I deserved it because, you know, when your mom got sick and he's like, stop Mm. like we don't have to do this and she says no like i i need to do this i've wanted to say something for the past five years and she says that when his mom got sick she just couldn't bear coming around to his house anymore because it was too sad to see her and to see him and then whenever they would hang out he just wouldn't say anything and then he started skipping school and pulling fire alarms and acting out and then she just started acting like she didn't know him so it wasn't any sort of like fight or anything she just got distant when his mom got sick yeah and passed away which is like just so sad mm-hmm. and also like very personal yeah Like, it really wasn't anything that could be fixed except with, like, time, Mm -hmm. I guess, or, like, space. Yeah, and I thought it was going to be, like, oh, when I – we did seven minutes in heaven and I made out with this other guy, like, fucking to all the boys when (laughs) Genevieve is, like, you kissed him and I liked him. Yeah, or I thought it was just going to be, like, oh, we started getting different interests in junior high and we drifted apart. But yeah, it's actually much more tragic. And Chase says that it's okay. He's over that now. And he says goodnight. And they have like a moment where there's a lot of eye contact and it seems like they're going to kiss, but they don't. Nicole goes in and she like closes the door and leans against it and sighs. Clearly the feelings are there. And then there's a knock at the door and we're all like, oh my God. And it's Chase. He knocks on the door to tell her that she forgot her towels. Come on. He gives her the towels and leaves. Come on. Come on. 
So we go to science class and I guess the chemistry teacher found a beaker in someone's locker and I don't know if it was alcohol or drugs like I'm assuming it was drugs but I I said yeah, meth it's like not someone meth. was trying to cook something <laughs> I don't know if it's le- like I really whatever so he's like now our lab partners will be assigned alphabetically and guess who gets paired up it's Dulcie and Nicole and Dulcie's like so have you trained Chase to jump through hoops or balance a ball on his nose yet and Nicole's like no I'm still working on matching socks so Dulcie's like you guys make a cute couple but you probably hear that all the time And Nicole asks her why she cares, and Dulcie's like, I don't. I just, you know, used to think he had some social consciousness. And that's when Nicole asks if this is still about, like, the whole animal testing issue. Mm -hmm. And Dulcie's like, okay, your concern is noted. But Nicole is like, do you know about his mother? And explains to her that she died when he was 11 because of cancer. And she's like, lab rats, medical research, like, think about it. And that's when Dulcie, like, walks away and she actually sees Chase um, outside through just one of the school windows. So she's like, hmm, could I be in the wrong? Mm-hmm. Could I be, like, wrong about something? Pretty crazy. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's it's a big realization moment where she's like, oh, fuck, I did really misjudge him in this situation and Damn. didn't know him as well as I thought I did. So we then go over to Dave and Ray and they talk about how uh, Dave has downloaded the new Space Invaders, like, oh, we should all play tonight. And Ray is like, oh, I don't know. We should ask Chase what he's up to. But then they see Chase like fucking roughhousing it hanging with the jocks hanging with the boys Mm -hmm. and they're Mm -hmm. like oh he's probably too busy going to brad's party tonight to hang out with us damn so they go to brad's party and chase asks nicole if she said anything to dulcie in lab because she's been like kind of freaky around him lately and by freaky he means she's been nice to him yeah and Nicole is like, well, so it looks like our act is working then. And then she asks if she could negotiate a hand-holding entrance into the party or if that's too much. And he immediately grabs her hand. Mm-hmm. He's like, mm-hmm. I've been waiting with bated breath. <laughs> <laughs> so they walk into the party. Brad is staring at Nicole. Alicia notices this and she looks jealous once again. Classic Alicia. Dave and Ray are just playing some video games. So we got back to the party (laughs) after that three-second scene. Mm -hmm. And Nicole looks at Chase at the party. They're from, like, across the room. She's waiting for the bathroom. And Brad approaches her, and she's like, oh, where's uh, Kitty? And he's like, well, it's Kathy. But we actually, like, broke up. Can you believe it? She said, we have, like, different beliefs. I'm a Lutheran. (laughs) And Alicia comes up to Chase and tells him it's like a fairy tale, him and Nicole. Who could have known under all that rebellion there was a heartbreaker dying to get out? And Chase looks over at Nicole, sees her hitting it off with Brad. 
And that's when he walks over to take a closer look at what's going on. And Alicia tells him that Brad's on the market again and Nicole is back to plan A. If he hadn't fallen into that cheerleader's arms, Nicole would have gotten exactly what she wanted. And she's like, I could have gotten exactly what I wanted. And Alicia stretches out her hand for Chase to lick the salt off of. And then he does so. He takes a shot of tequila. And then Alicia holds out a lime for him to take. Yeah. Meanwhile, Brad is talking to Nicole and he brings up when she yelled at him in that safe ride and said that love was for dopes and she was right. And that's when Nicole looks over to see Chase and Alicia Mm -hmm. making out. And Alicia, what a fucking psycho. Her eyes are open and she's like staring at Nicole. She is. Yeah, for sure. And like, you kind of have to wonder, I'm like, Alicia seems very obsessed with Nicole. I wonder if there's something else going on below the surface there. Um, Because she doesn't seem to care about any of these dudes. But in any case. Fair point. And then she pushes Chase away and is like, oh, my God. Not in this lifetime, Romeo. Nicole is my friend. And walks off. So Nicole is devastated. Yeah. Chase is confused. He looks over and realizes that Nicole saw them making out. And he feels awful. He tries to go and talk to her, but Nicole ends up locking herself in the bathroom. He tries to knock, but she, of course, doesn't open the door. So he goes outside to make a phone call. Yeah. that I think there might be some time elapsed between when Nicole locks herself into the room and he goes outside to make the call because he's like – wasted yeah he dials absolutely but nicole comes up to alicia and asks her how she could do that and alicia and alicia's like i was testing him like you should be happy and nicole is like that's not what you were doing she is miserable and misery loves company and alicia's like chill it's not life or death but alicia's like i don't know Something is that there's a gear off because she even now is like can't contend with the fact that her friend is upset. Like she is like very, very heartless. Yeah, she is a character that just seems to like do evil things for the sake of being evil, which Yeah. I mean, I'm sure some people are like that, but it's it lacks a lot of nuance. I'm like, right. Is it just that she's jealous of Nicole, that she wants to be in her social standing? Like We don't really get a lot of insight into exactly what motivates her beyond just, like, the sake of competition. For sure. For sure. So Dee does end up coming over to Nicole and just asking her if she's okay. Respectful queen. Yeah. Love. Love Mm Dee. Meanwhile, Chase is just puking outside the party. He sure is. He sure is. Yep. Dave and Ray show up. Uh, Ray does record Chase puking and decides that he's going to stay at the party and Dave takes uh, Chase home. And while Chase is in the back of the car, Dave is just kind of making small talk. He's like, oh yeah, I got another message from online GF daughter Judy. She says that she thinks I'm funny. So who, who all was at the party tonight? And Chase just goes everybody so dave fucking peels into the gas station (laughs) he does he does do that and abruptly stops the car 
And Dave is like, listen, I'm sorry, but no, not everybody was there. I wasn't there. Yeah. Ray wasn't there. Your fucking best friends, if you can remember that far back. And Chase mm-hmm. is like, oh, you know what I remember? You cleaning out Eddie's locker because he said he would be your friend. Or you buying Alicia at the student council au- auction and then letting her hang out with her boyfriend all day. And he really like goes off on Dave and is like, you're not mad at me. You're just jealous. And, like, if you want these people to like you, then you should be telling them to go fuck themselves because people like that need people like you. Otherwise, there's twice as much trash and no one to take it out. Like, he really goes off on Dave. Yeah. Dave's pager rings and Chase tells him not to go. There are sober people at the party. They just don't want to leave, which is true. Yeah. And he's already in college. Like, this is not an extracurricular he needs. Right. He's just a kind respectful king and he wants to be friends with the popular people yeah and he's like what's wrong with wanting to be liked like i like you dave i like you (laughs) but dave says that he can't not go and chase is like okay fine i'm just gonna walk from here and he heads off Mm -hmm. so dave gets his next safe ride which is d and eddie and he's driving them home but Eddie keeps coming on to Dee, who does not want him to. Like, yeah. he's, like, trying to make out with her and fool around with her while yeah. uh, fucking Dave is, like, driving them. And Dee apologizes to Dave, and she's like, sorry, I would have driven him home, but I can't drive stick. And Eddie's like, I can show you how to drive stick right now. Ugh. And she's like, a real stick, not a matchstick. And Eddie is, like – it just sets him off and he's like, kiss my ass, you once fat bitch, and just reams her for what she looked like before she was popular and how she thinks she's Miss Thing, but she's just a wannabe who got lucky. And Dave stops the car. He gets out of the driver's seat and tells Eddie to get out because he's walking home. But Eddie fights back and he beats up Dave. He like – slams his face into the fucking car and then kicks him on the ground like it's insane he he snaps and he's like this isn't revenge of the nerds like get back in the car drive us home and that's when d pepper sprays his ass and let's fucking go yeah and dave is like you want to get out of here and she's like can you bring me back to the party i need to talk to sue And Dave drives her back and just leaves Eddie laying in the road. Does he make it home? Who knows? Who knows? It's fun flirty. (laughs) flirty. Well, we do do see him alive later on. Yes, that's true. Yeah. If if D has a stan, I'm one of them. If D has no fans, it's because I'm dead. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. So we go back to Nicole. She is upset crying in her room Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and when she notices chase get into his bedroom she shuts her blinds and the next day at school dulcie is talking to chase in the hallway and she's like talking about how some parents want to take maya angelou off the ninth grade reading list and chase and nicole make eye contact in the hallway but then dulcie like holds his face to keep his eyes on her and he's just like dude why are you telling me this like why are you talking about this and dulcie reveals that her point is that she wants him back Mm. 
Then we go to the time zone news. The morning announcements are happening and Chase comes in to try to talk to Nicole, but she says it's called an easy out clause because it's supposed to be easy. And Chase asks if that's it. And she asks if he needs more closure than that. Suddenly, the news broadcast is interrupted (gasps) by footage of a chase throwing up, people drunk at the party, while the song The In Crowd plays. And there are just – it's a smattering of different videos that Ray has recorded of the popular kids intercut with monkeys, the pep rally intercut with, like, Nazi Germany clips, kids drinking and doing drugs and – what he perceives to be, like, the uncovered side of time zone high. Yeah. This is the the real protest against the sheeple, not right. red, not orange water in the fucking sprinklers, you know? Exactly. That's a prank. <laughs> yeah. That was a prank. Mm-hmm. This is social commentary. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um. Later on, Nicole sits down with some of her friends who are talking about how Ray got a three-week in-school suspension for the stunt that he pulled. And they're like, what a loser. Like, I can't believe he did that. And Nicole just looks at Sue and absolutely scathing is like, he's going to be winning MTV awards while you're still the local weather girl. And Sue is like, (laughs) fucking excuse me. She says, it's easy to be a bitch now that Brad is available again, huh? And Nicole says, it's easy to be a bitch either way. I was like, sheesh. Damn. Damn. (laughs) Damn. Damn. So we get a little montage moment and Chase tries calling Nicole, but she won't pick up. Dave decides to meet up with his online girlfriend Chase watches Ray sit in detention, and Brad asks Nicole if she wants to go to the dance. And she watches as Dulcie pulls Chase into their makeout closet, where they actually do end up making out. So it's kind of implied that they got back together. So we go back to the time zone news studio, and Nicole is being filmed, talking about the dance. It's going to air tomorrow. And once they say cut, Nicole tells Dee that this is all bullshit. And Dee says that she's really sorry about, you know, what happened with Chase. And Nicole says that she should have known better. Her dad did it to her mom. Eddie did it to Dee. You know, like, what's the point of even dating at this point? And Dee tells her not to give up. Like, didn't Brad ask you to the dance? And Nicole says, yeah, it's ironic. I finally got what I wanted, but it doesn't matter anymore. Because her heart is set on someone else. (gasps) Wow. Wow. So we go to the Centennial Fair where Dave and Chase talk. Dave is like, I've been thinking about going. Oh, and they're also in a fun house. Yeah. A la us. Yes. And (laughs) although less horrifying. (laughs) So Dave talks about how he's been thinking about going to a school on the East Coast. So he's not designated Dave anymore. And Chase says that he should go to state as planned and let designated Dave go off to Long Island Junior College. He then tells Chase that he's going to the Centennial Bash with his online girlfriend, daughter Judy, and she's going to email her address right before the dance. And in this moment, I am so fearful for Dave. Right. I keep thinking, I'm like, the jocks have are going to fuck you over. It's mm-hmm. going to be like an old man's house. Like, you're going to be 
screwed. At this point, I was like, okay, obviously it's going to be somebody that we know in the movie. Like it's going to be a known character because it would be weird if it's just like some random person that gets introduced. So I was like, okay, it's probably one of the popular people. And for a second, I was like, oh, I wonder if it's Alicia and he's been talking to Whoa. like the the real Alicia underneath all of like the evil nope. shit that she does. And like she actually is like a nice person who's just been doing awful things. But that was not, not what happened. <laughs> Alicia just continues to be awful for the rest of the movie. Correct. Correct. So... We then cut to Nicole, who is crying. She's having a Lauren Conrad black tears down down the face moment as she is getting ready for the dance. Mm -hmm. But she ends up wiping her tears and picks up the phone. Who's she calling? Hmm. Whose phone rings? That's right. Ah. It's my man, Ray. Number one. He gets the phone call. Dave also goes to pick up his date. And when... The door opens. He is pleasantly surprised. Thank goodness. Thank God. I need Dave to win. I needed a W for Dave. (laughs) So we go to the dance. It is fancy. It is held in the state capitol building. Yes. The centennial scene was filmed in the rotunda of the Utah state capitol and local high schools actually have proms there. There you go. There you go. So Nicole steps inside. She admires her handiwork, and we see her date, Ray, come over with their drinks. He's a beverage king, too, okay? <laughs> Listen, there's not a fucking man in this movie who is good who will let you go thirsty. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he just tells her that the dance looks amazing, and she looks beautiful. Just, I'm going to cry. Uh, just a sweet man. Yeah. And, and he dressed up too, okay? Like he put oh, on he a looks suit. fantastic. He did his hair. Like he looks great. He cleaned up for sure. Mm-hmm. Then Alicia comes over to Nicole and apologizes for how things turned out. She goes, wow, I really thought Brad was going to ask you. And Nicole's like, oh, he did. But I told him that I already had a date. And I also let him know that you were easy. So bang, bang, boom. Yeah. Bye, Alicia. Fuck you, Alicia. (laughs) (laughs) So, meanwhile, Chase is hanging out with Dulcie. They drive in his dad's convertible, and they go to their little slam poetry hangout place. Dulcie goes over to say hi to their emo friends. Yeah. And Chase just kind of, like, stands in the entrance, and she waves him over, but he is stood still. And Dulcie looks at him, and they both know that this isn't where he wants to be. Yeah. And we actually have a very beautiful, subtle acting moment from Allie Larder. Oh, she's great. Yeah, she just looks at him and those tears start to well up in her eyes and she gives him this knowing look and I'm like, Mm. you did not have to pull that out for this movie, but you did. She said, let's get the check Mm -hmm, per. per. (laughs) And I would do it too for a check. (laughs) (laughs) And you would do it too for a check. Um. She just so sincerely does that too with like her – the tears are welling, but they're not being released. Mm-mm. And that's the key. That's the key. And that's key. what people don't understand. Mm-hmm. You'd never release the tear. You well. No. You fucking well, bitch. 
Do not let it brim over. You keep that shit contained. So much more powerful than any Rachel Berry squeeze the tears out falling moment, you know? Oh, Rachel Berry. <laughs> Rachel Berry. And by Rachel Berry, I mean Lee Michelle. Yes. One in the same. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but so, yeah. It's a great moment. No words needed. Message communicated. Right. And he's off. Absolutely. We do go back to the Centennial Dance where Nicole's dad makes an appearance. She is shocked that he's not in Reno and he tells her he's exactly where he's supposed to be. And she tells him for once and he's like, it's a start. So come on. Come on, deadbeat yeah. dad. Yeah. Uh, Ray comes up to him. Ray. <laughs> Ray. Ray. Yeah. yeah. Ray comes up to them and Nicole introduces him to her father and Ray just goes, wow, you must be really proud of her planning this whole event. And her dad is like taken aback by like all the work that yeah. she's done. And he's like, yeah, absolutely. And they have a very nice moment where obviously not everything is solved, but she really feels like he's present for her yeah. in this moment. And he's like, okay, I'm going to go up to the balcony with the rest of the adults, um, but let's get dinner tomorrow, 7 p.m. And Nicole agrees. So then who we assume is the principal, I guess. Never said. Yeah. <laughs> he comes up to announce the class gift and it will be presented by Mr. and Mrs. Time Zone. So Mr. Time Zone, a.k.a. Brad, comes down. He is accompanied by Alicia, who doesn't mm -hmm. even look happy to be on his arm. Right. And then Mrs. Time Zone, who is Judy Vine, a.k.a. D, mm -hmm. accompanied by her escort, Dave! Dave! Get your fucking bag, Dave. Yeah, so Dee was the online girlfriend the whole time. They look super cute together. So happy. Good. I'm so happy. I'm so – I, like, breathe a sigh of relief in yeah. this moment. Thank fucking God. So they announced the senior gift, which is the centennial sculpture, and this giant tarp drops to reveal the sculpture. And who – is sitting on the sculpture, but <laughs> the one and only Chase Hammond in a suit, and he fucking slides down it like this defies the laws of physics the way that he slides down. It certainly does. It certainly does. Absolutely mind-blowing. He slides down the sculpture <laughs> like it's a fucking surfboard and lands <laughs> on his feet. <laughs> and then who gets up to perform? Oh, my God. It's the Electrocutes. They are the band. I did read this note, like, as you were just saying, as Chase is sitting on the sculpture and slides down, gets electrocuted. <laughs> Which I'm like, that movie. very well could happen. <laughs> yeah, truly. But um, yeah, the Electrocutes come out to perform. Everyone is like, this doesn't sound like Brandy. No shit, Sherlock. Yeah. Ray <laughs> is super excited. And 
Again, my fucking favorite ship. She's like, yeah, I didn't want to tell you. I wanted it to be a surprise that she hired his favorite band. <sighs> but Dee takes Dave out to the dance floor and they're slow dancing. And she says that she's really glad that he was the one at her door tonight. Nicole turns to Ray and she's like, Ray, I'm having a really good time. And if only the movie ended right here. And they, they kiss <laughs> and, and we go to black. The end. <laughs> it would make, especially with the last scene, it would be I so know. much. <laughs> but he looks over at Chase, looking over at Nicole, and he's like, mm-hmm. that's why what I'm about to say is so hard. Simply don't say it. I know. Just <laughs> shut your fucking trap and let it happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But Nicole is like, Ray, like the whole thing with me and Chase was a scam. And he is like, you sure about that? So Chase makes his way. Like he starts walking over to Nicole. But then it's like we have this weird moment where he's intercepted by his dad. And they're both like, oh, what are you doing here? And they're like, oh, dancing. What are you doing here? Uh, dancing. They're like, okay, carry on. And then they part ways. And he makes his way over to Nicole. He's like, oh, where's Ray? I was going to ask to cut in. And she's like, oh, well, he's gone. But you have my permission. I'm sure if you run, you can still catch him. Which I thought was a funny <laughs> little thing. And he's like, actually, I was going to ask you to dance. Mm. So they go onto the dance floor. And I will say this line did gag me when they go onto oh, the dance floor. I did floor. love this line. Because <laughs> I was watching. I did love it. I was watching this and taking notes while I was on FaceTime with Matt. And he saw me go, <laughs> when he said this line, he was like, what's up? And I was like, nothing. <laughs> they go onto the dance floor and Nicole is like, so who are we trying to make jealous? And he says, everyone, Nicole, everyone. Everyone. Oh, my God. Like, are you kidding me? Who are we trying to make jealous now? Everyone, everyone. Nicole. Everyone. Bye. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I've sold my apartment and I've uh, taken out my life savings. Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> I changed my name, changed my number. You'll never find me again. Yeah. But once again, it's over. The movie could have ended right here. Would once again, great. I agree. Just fucking fade to black. I agree, the end, but they had roll. to add this asinine <laughs> fucking bullshit that they do. And I'll tell you what it is right now. Yeah. <laughs> I almost don't even want to talk about it, but. Nicole walks Chase to his door and they have a little convo where um, he's like, wow, I've never been walked to my door before. And she's like, well, I rented the limo, so I get to be the guy. And Chase is like, oh, I guess that makes me the girl. And they get to his door and he like very coyly is like, Mm. "Um, so Nicole had a really lovely time. Like, call me. And it's just acting super shy. And Nicole's like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) And they look at each other and finally kiss and they have like – And then we should have fade to black right now again. And then we could – and another fade to black. (laughs) And they do have a like a a nice kissing moment. But then Nicole's mom and Chase's dad step out of the back door of the house. His Her mom is like in a fucking men's top. Yeah. Okay? With her hair frumpled and (laughs) – they decide that it's the perfect time to announce that they are moving in together. Bro. <laughs> and 
they know that they just made out and they mm-hmm. know that they just fucked. And mm-hmm. her mom is like, we all have to think about what this means. And Nicole's like, sure. Why don't you think about it here? And we'll think about it in the treehouse. <laughs> and they just walk off <laughs> in the end. And that's when it fades to black. Perfect. Perfect. Like, what? What the fuck is that? <laughs> and I knew. I knew from the moment that he had the milk. Right. And he was talking to her across the fence. I was like, there's something there. Right. And then there's when they went, went to the dance, I thought she was going to be like taking him. And yeah. I thought he was – and even in the last moments when Adrian – or fuck, Chase <laughs> is like, hey, dad, what are you doing here? I thought he would be like, I'm here with Mrs. Maris or Miss Maris. Right. But no, they take this moment mm-hmm. to make the, the fucking reveal happen. The grand reveal that they've been – dating this whole time and are moving in together and then the ending beat and are moving into the ending beat is basically like okay you guys go back in there and fuck we're gonna go fuck in the treehouse like that's what you're yeah, telling what the me hell? <laughs> it's just a weird ass ending it's insane um and there's so many points where we could have ended it before this so many this should have been left on the cutting room floor and never seen the light of day agreed but alas that's drive me crazy. <laughs> there you go. Um, I did overall. I liked it. Yeah, like, I, I had thought a good it was time. just a very run of the mill teenage rom com, and I love a teenage rom com. Like, give yeah. me fucking she's all that. Give me uh, ten things I hate about you. Give me sh- uh, to all the boys I've loved before. <laughs> those are dope. Like, I I enjoyed the plot. I liked the. Not necessarily enemies to lovers, but, like, I did, yeah, I was there for it. Yeah, I I always enjoy the fake dating trope. I always think it's very fun. So Yes. Um, I enjoyed that. I think it's, like, a pretty decent, you know, teen, 90s rom-com. I don't think it particularly stands out, though, in comparison to others of the time that were a lot better. Like, right. 10 Things I Hate About You, I think, is really the penultimate Oh yeah, fake dating bet situation turned romance of the time. Well, the caliber is high. So I don't think this quite stands up to something like that. But mm-hmm. I had a good time. There are some very funny little one-liners in there. Yeah. I was entertained. Yeah, I really enjoyed Ray and Dave, which I wasn't expecting. I was just like, oh, they're going to be not at all, yeah. bumbling sidekicks, but I loved them. They were great. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It was a fun movie cuz I took a little I took some notes last night, but honestly, I took most of it today and the sun was like shining into my bedroom and I was just watching this teen rom-com and mm-hmm. I was like, this is fun. Yeah. Like this is a fun movie to watch. <laughs> and if I had known that Adrian Grenier and Melissa Joan Hart had starred in a movie, I would have seen this earlier. I just mm-hmm. had no idea it existed. Yeah. Something I thought was really interesting about the movie was that there were – so, like, obviously Alicia was supposed to be, like, the villain, I guess. Yeah. But they honestly made most of the characters pretty nice people. Mm-hmm. Like, D is nice. Um, yeah. Chase is nice. Um, Dulcie is nice. Like, 
even Brad is like a nice guy. Oh yeah, he's just like yeah. a little stupid. But like, yeah. yeah, there isn't like a lot of vindictive shit going on except with Alicia. Alicia and, and Eddie, Eddie was like, yeah, our, our yeah, main not great. But those even felt more just like, oh, we needed like a, some shit stirs mm-hmm. as opposed to like the people themselves being awful. And I thought it was pretty progressive for a 1999 movie for Chase to be like oh, three things that are bad about high school, like homophobia. And there are some other things that they say Mm -hmm. that are pretty progressive. Like when Dee talks about being overweight, he's receptive. He's like, oh, my God, I didn't mean to call you that name. Yeah. So I did think that was interesting. Yeah, and we didn't talk about it, but there is a character that's clearly like queer coded. He's one of like the popular kids who's also on the committee. Yeah, the guy – yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, exactly. I don't know if he's ever actually even named in the movie, but yes, it is rare to see a movie of the late '90s, early 2000s where there aren't just like rampant homophobic jokes around the one gay character that they have. For sure. So I was like, wow, shocking. I was surprised. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like you know, I, I like some of the messages of the movie to, you know, look beyond social class and standing and see that these social hierarchies don't actually matter or mean anything and yeah. to you know i think this movie is very pro like treating people kindly and for, for sure you know being authentic to yourself and what you want and mm-hmm. uh i liked it I, w- I was into it i don't i don't think it's like my favorite movie that i've ever seen but i was yeah pleasantly surprised i did read that Melissa Joan Hart got the, what was it? I think it was the Teen Choice Awards in 2000 for her mm. role in this for Best Actress. Yeah. So that totally lines up with kind of how I feel about it. Like, it's not going to get an Oscar, but I think the Teen Choice Award uh, makes sense. For sure. I think it's a nice, it's a casual, light watch to have on. Mm-hmm. Great slumber party movie. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And a really good soundtrack, too. I mean, any anything that has a little Britney in it can't go wrong. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We didn't even talk about the Drive Me Crazy music video. Yeah, which they, They're they both in have it. cameos <laughs> in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, such a good music video where she's dressed as, like, the diner girl. Mm-hmm. Shall we give her a rating? Yeah. I think I'm going to do a 6.57. Yeah. I was going to go for, like, a 6.57. We can meet at like a yeah. 6.75. <laughs> Let's do 6.75. Yeah. Because I did enjoy it, but I I can't – I don't think I can bring myself to give it a 7, an 8, no. an, or a 9. No, no. Let alone a 10. Definitely not. <laughs> yeah. Um, especially with that fucking whopper of an ending. <laughs> I don't even want to consider it to be a part of the canon of the no. movie. No. It's it's just a collective fever dream. Right. And it didn't happen in real life. <laughs> the mandala effect? Yeah. The real Mandela effect is that this movie ends when they make out and then nothing happens after it. That's what we're all going to yes. choose to believe moving Correct. forward. <laughs> but, Bernstein uh, Bears or Bernstein Bears? Who's to say? Not me. Say? <laughs> My eleven eleven wish is that that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if you're in Canada, you can watch it on Disney+. And if you're in the U.S., you can probably get it on Amazon Prime. Or if you have a premium Hulu subscription, I think you mm. can see it on that too. There we go. 
Yeah. Well, thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you want a little more content, you can always uh, listen to some of our Patreon episodes. This month we did Confessions of a Shopaholic. Mm -hmm. Next month we are doing Titanic. So definitely check that out. You can also follow us on Instagram at Movies That Raised Us. Or you can follow us on Twitter at MTRU underscore pod. You can also follow us on TikTok at Movies That Raised Us pod or... You can send us a good old-fashioned email at moviesthatraisedus at gmail.com. And we will see you next week for our new theme month. (gasps) I'm Mo. And I'm Christina. And our theme song is by Garrett Schmidt. Bye. Bye.